Thank you for joining us for this episode. Today, we're joined by Dr. Mila Yusifova, and we're going to be speaking about dry eye and telling your patients to stop drinking alcohol on the OI show. Welcome back to the Optometric Insight Show. We are so excited to have Dr. Mila Yusifova uh, hanging out with us today. And uh, you know, it's it's awesome to get to chat with you. Tell us a little bit about you, where you practice, and uh, what you do. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, so I practice in Portland, Oregon. I started a cold, it was cold start practice uh, in 2013. So we're about to celebrate our- Happy birthday. 10, thank you, 10 year anniversary. It's big. I don't even know how that, that happened. It seems like it was just yesterday that we uh, were having our grand opening. But yeah, I most, so I, I specialize in dry eye. That's been my passion from day one of opening the practice and and really early on I was frustrated that we you know our dry eye patients were not giving enough options for treatment so I decided to invest into advanced treatments and um, doing a lot of the really figuring out the root causes of dry eye so that's over the years that's really evolved and that's pretty much all I do we do a lot of the you know, your traditional uh, thermal treatments. We do uh, lipoflow, radio frequency, flow. We have, I, we've had IPL for five, six years. We, um, we do the newest for the last few years, for three years, we've been doing in-office blood draws and um, making autologous serum and PRP eye drops for patients. So my colleagues, you know, they do one hour glasses. I do one hour eye drops. So it's really nice for patients to just wait around, get lunch and come back and have their drops ready. So that's been convenient. Um, But I also have last few years or a few years ago, I decided to go back to school to study nutrition. This is um, master's in nutrition and, you know, graduate level degree that was while I was in it, I'm done with the with the classroom and take and I took the board exam. And while I was going through, I was like, "Man, I can't believe I'm back in school doing studying for exams and all of that." But really, where the passion or the the need for that came from, taking care of my advanced or severe dry eye patients, patients yeah. that had you know um, comorbidities, they had autoimmune problems, and they would ask. We would do a lot of the advanced treatments with biologics and and light treatments and thermal treatments, but they would need more. You know, what else? What else? You know, can I do? Patients like, what can I eat? What can I not eat? What are the? You know, are there? As we know, with rosacea, for example, there's so many. It's a it's definitely gut skin axis, right? So there's big correlation. A lot of these patients have uh, gut problems. So so then you know, I used to just kind of recommend general you know eat healthy drink plenty of water don't eat inflammatory foods and and then i asked myself like do i really know what that means do i really know what is what is that what kind of diet is that if somebody's asking you know recipes or certain things i just didn't have the knowledge so that that was the reason why i decided to go back to school and really learn nutrition at a molecular level that's awesome 
you know, I uh, was in an appointment with my uh, naturopath just uh, a month ago or so. Mm -hmm. And she said, I want you to be thinking about food as your medicine. Right. And I don't think that we do a great job as that in America is that we, you know, think about medicine as our medicine, right? Who cares? The food is separate. Give me the medicine and make me better. And uh, I think there's this, this return to it. And those of us who have been treating dry eye patients for a long time, we, and and even in, in things like uveitis, we're like, Hey, there is something going on here that we can, you know, change the patient's uh, gut biome and change how all that, and it affects their eyes. And who's to think that we shouldn't do that in dry eye. I commend you, but why, why go back to school and do a master's? You're a lifelong learner. I've admired (laughs) you for all the things that you've learned over the years, right? Those of us, you've learned more out of school than you did in optometry school about dry eye and so forth. Why didn't you just like dig into the literature? Why a master's degree? I commend you. I commend you. Yeah. So it, so it was actually to clarify, it's a master's, uh, so it is a master's program, but as ODs, we don't have to go through the master's uh, to get your master's to, to be uh, to be able to, you know, basically sit in for this exam to be a certified nutrition, nutrition specialist. So that's kind of a nice way for us. Uh, you know, if somebody who wanted to be CNS certified nutrition specialist, they do have to get their master's in nutrition first. But um, for us, because we are ODs, we are doctors we actually can basically do half of that. And then because we have the knowledge of biochemistry, we, we took, uh, you know, organic chemistry, we understand a lot of this already. So we're able to basically fill in the blanks. And that's the, because we didn't really learn a lot of nutrition uh, in, you know, in school, nothing. I mean, even now I get okay. a lot of, you know, a you're lot trying of, to uh, convince me that it's easy. <laughs> That's, that's not, you're not going to, it's, no, it still was really hard. It, it was, was really hard. It was very hard. It was, I mean, the, um, the, the level of education is obviously, I mean, the school I went to, it's, it's a naturopathic school, basically that the classes were provided from this naturopathic school. So obviously very, you know, a lot of work, it took a lot of work, but, um, the reason why is because you're right. You know, I think as ODs, we can, we have the knowledge we have, you know, we, we learned about uh, physiology, anatomy, and, and biochemistry, we can sort of put things together. But science of nutrition is so deep. And the more I learn, the more I feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> you know, it's, there's a lot and things that we were recommending before. Um, I learned that you know what, There's, I should be looking at their blood work. I should be looking at their microbiome, even some probiotics. Let's say somebody recommends probiotics. I took this whole course on microbiome and there are so many, first of all, there are a lot of probiotics that don't work. And there also, you could be taking something with, with uh, a strain of uh, bacteria that you don't need. In fact, it may be causing more harm than helping. <laughs> so that's that's why I went back to school because again before I'd be like oh I'm putting a doxycycline take some probiotics it was sort of a general recommendation now I'm like well let me do a gut test possibly and look at your microbiome see what's missing and really give you more of a personalized recommendation 
based on what you know what your what kind of bacteria maybe you have too much of this and not enough of this and and really have like a you know a smart personalized approach versus just general like just eat your probiotics or take your probiotics yeah well that, that makes sense i i can't do i i i'm not intending to go and get my masters and so i need to learn from you so i see dry eye patients like you do mm-hmm. um give me some generalizations and i know yeah. that's difficult because yeah. you're an expert and you do blood work and you do so help me help my patients based on all the things that you've learned so break it down a little bit yeah. for me what what have you learned from before you went to uh to all this classwork and i know you've got a program which i'm hoping you'll share with us at the end a little bit about how we can learn more but break it down yeah. a little bit for us yes uh i think the main thing we have to recognize or we have to start the conversation with patients right so yeah. a lot of times True. patients say well you're the only you know you're the first doctor who's asked me do i have gas or do i have you know mm. uh bloating or issues with my uh with my gut and uh a lot of times you know these patients especially your rosacea patients that's where i would start with rosacea suspect ask them do you have allergies if they're as you know if they develop allergies as adults or if their allergy symptoms getting worse from year to year and now they're developing food intolerances you know they're they say oh i can't eat certain foods anymore i used to be able to eat them and i can't so those are the clues for us that there is a a problem with the gut health there's dysbiosis that's the imbalance of the mi- gut micro microbes so when you have too much of the bad bugs they cause inflammation you can develop leaky gut and that basically causes systemic inflammation and uh, you know one of the problems there's others but and that's where just asking the questions you know do you have these things do you feel like you're you have more and patients with rosacea if they also have eczema other inflammatory psoriasis other inflammatory conditions of the skin then you know that something's going on with the gut so some some doctors some optometrists will want to have the conversation others will recognize and say you know something's up with your gut you should work with a functional medicine doctor or somebody who you know specializes in gut health and all that maybe they want to do uh, a test maybe they want to do some sort of a you know gut healing protocol and that mean, that means you know elimination diet or doing some 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 dietary changes and then also taking specific supplements to heal the gut lining and then t- and then taking the appropriate pro- probiotics to repopulate the micro uh, microbiome so there's different approaches different levels right so it's either just recognizing saying i think there's a something something else is going on not just the eye problem and then pairing or or having them find like a naturopathic doctor like you that you like you work with one um or or if you wanted to start doing it yourself there are ways to kind of learn on your own if you didn't want to go back to school um i am part of or i'm a, i'm a member of um ocular wellness uh, ocular nutrition ocular wellness and nutrition society uh and they are that's kind of how i started this whole journey i've been a member for since i graduated and they would have these um you know webinars they would have 
meetings and they would have it, it, again the focus is that is is nutrition and wellness that's a place to start so if you're interested to do it yourself and kind of attending as many of these uh meetings and learning about uh certain you know nutritionals nutritional uh, protocols or supplements and things like that and then hopefully more and more ODs will get into it so that way we can kind of you know, like I, I'm hoping that the the outline I submitted for the academy gets accepted and I'll present there on the microbiome and eye health. And, you know, like you mentioned uveitis, that's one of the things we not know that there's a link. So patients with uveitis, but also macular degeneration, glaucoma, dry eye, there's been uh, studies showing that there's different types of dysbiosis. So somebody with uh, dry eye will have a certain imbalance of the microbes versus somebody with macular degeneration, but they are consistent. So patients with macular degeneration ha- will have similar imbalance and, you know, all different. Uh, so we, we have to start thinking about that and really incorporating that early on, right? Uh, obviously, like what you said earlier, you either... Our food causes either causes or cures disease. We have to think of food as medicine, and we everything you put in your mouth it either will cause inflammation or it will suppress inflammation. It'll be anti-inflammatory. So, as we know, root cause of all disease is inflammation, including dry eye. We're always treating inflammation, but everything we're doing is a band-aid. Even you know when we're thinking about IPL, we think we're treating root cause. It's a band-aid. It all mm-hmm. starts in the gut. If we're not healing the gut, it's we're just going in circles. And that's why I started to really, you know, yeah. dig deep. You know, I, I, I like what you're saying here, but you know, I've solved all these issues because I prescribe omega-3s to my patients. And then that 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 cause mm-hmm. that helps inflammation, right? So that should be good for most everybody. You know, that's, that's the real solution is just to get a better omega-3. And if it's not working, it's probably because it's not the right one, right? I mean, doesn't that solve everything? I wish it was that easy. <laughs> uh, yes, I think omegas, I, I love omega-3s. I think omega-3s are uh, a good start. And that's kind of, you know, what you're saying, I know you're joking, but at the same time, as optometrists, we've already been in this whole you know, uh, nutrition sort of discussion, right? With the AREDs, we we talk about uh, carotenoids, we talk about, you know, those supplements, but also omega-3s, like all the doctors, I mean, definitely dry eye uh, specialists, but really a lot of optometrists already recommend uh, omega-3s, already talk about importance of and how it has anti-inflammatory properties. So it's not really that uh different or shocking or or unexpected for optometrists to bring nutritional you know conversations to their patients have that as their handout like uh, in their you know in their in their uh recommendations you know you're recommending eye drops one compresses and then omega-3s but also have some dietary recommendations maybe you know for your rosacea patients tell them what causes what are the triggers you know if they're really drinking red wine every single night flaring up their rosacea they're coming back like oh nothing is working like ask about what are you eating what's your breakfast lunch and dinner like you know you'll find out a Mm -hmm. lot that way so that's a great example so red wine for rosacea patients may not be the best thing 
let's think the, the core morbidity of rosacea and dry eye continues to go up. And what I think the biggest thing since I've been doing IPL, and maybe you would agree, is I didn't think that many people had rosacea. And uh, it's a way higher percentage and even maybe subclinical rosacea where we wouldn't look at them and say, oh, you have rosacea, but it's way more common than we think. And so patients don't think rosacea and think I need to have dietary restrictions because of that. Let's, let's talk a little bit about a rosacea patients and common things that they may be eating or nutritionally be deficient in that we could either tell them do less of this or do more of this. Do you have any recommendations that you can yeah. flat out say red wine being a great example? Yes. Uh, absolutely. So I think you're you're so right on that. We I used to not recognize or think rosacea was a big issue. Everybody has rosacea, especially in the Pacific Northwest, right? So, um, so we kind of generally rec- or recognize it in Caucasian race. However, you will see it. I like you said in subclinical. I've seen it in Hispanics. I've seen it in. Native Americans, I've seen it in Asians, I've seen in really all races, and um, it is much more common, or or I haven't seen or recognized it, and I've treated with maybe with thermal treatment, let's say it was MGD, and the patient didn't respond, but then I I do IPL, and they would actually respond to that, so then, again, you're not seeing that visible change occasion, but it is subclinical, and then it does respond well to to IPL. So for these patients, again, we, there are not to, if I, I, I won't go too deep into the whole like microbiome because that's, that's another, like our talk on really kind of looking into that because a lot of these patients do have a, you know, really inflamed gut and they have like maybe small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, SIBO, however you want to see it. That's a common problem where you'd have to kind of almost like kill the bad back, back bugs before you repopulate with the good bugs. So that's, you know, I do sort of protocols with that. But in general, things, foods, right? So foods, we know that in rosacea, high histamine foods. So certain, anything fermented, which is high histamine, can be uh, triggers. So those are, again, your wines, red wine especially, but also your, uh, any really wine and, and beer and things like that. Um, sometimes even certain, um, uh, like dry fruit can be high histamine. So again, patient, like I had a patient, she's like, that's all I eat. <laughs> you know, I don't like, I don't like, um, fresh fruit. And so, um, some of the, you know, again, even like avocado and spinach could be high in, or, uh, in, in that category, which I don't always just say to cut out those things. I sort of start with the problematic ones. Like we know, Alcohol also has other problems, obviously, you know, alcohol itself is dehydrating, but also inflammatory. So I sort of cut out the bad stuff first. I don't just tell them like, go nuts and, you know, don't eat um, avocados. (laughs) So, but then you you kind of go step by step. Um, But as a general rule, the the three things I kind of say any any processed foods will cause inflammation. So th- this is not just for dry for uh, rosacea patients, but right. anything anything that you eat out of a package or bags, those are highly processed. They usually have a lot of preservatives. They're just you know they're not there's no nutritional values in them. So I say just eat whole foods first. 
that's number one. Number two is, you know, um, simple carbs and, and sugars. Those we all know cause inflammation. They're again, they're feeding our bad bugs. Those are the ones that cause problems. So you want to, you want to starve those bugs and you want to, you know, increase more whole foods that have high fiber. So those are all your vegetables, essentially, and your fruit. And um, dairy tends to be also inflammatory for rosacea patients. So it's not the uh, lactose that's the problem. It's casein, which is a protein, inflammatory protein found in dairy. So that's, again, that's when patients say, no, don't take my cheese away. You know, they get pretty, uh, pretty disappointed with that. So you have to also kind of read your patient, right? So some patients say, I'm ready to do anything. Just give me a protocol, I'll follow it. And others will say, no, I'm, you know, just tell me one thing to take out and I'll start with the, you know, worst thing. Uh, and that would be alcohol. But um, but then kind of go down the list and, you know, sugars and, you know, things like that. So, so those, and then gluten is an interesting one. Uh, yeah. That's the last sort of like, Again, depending on the patient, if they want to do it all, I would do, you know, no dairy, no sugar and no gluten. Um, because a lot of these patients that have, they, it's not necessarily that they have celiac or gluten intolerance, but if they have a, you know, uh, leaky gut, let's say that's a term, right, uh, that you're probably familiar with. If they have leaky gut, then they are not breaking down or they're they're not really um, uh metabolizing gluten well enough and yeah. then gluten kind of stays in this whole protein uh, state and that's what causes inflammation so it's not that you're yeah. gluten intolerant or gluten, uh, you know you have celiac it's that it's a secondary problem so a lot of these patients if they go through a protocol and heal the gut they can eat gluten you know here and there like i just say over time that can still cause problems so again it, it's a personalized you know approach but in general those would be my three kind of like what are the three things i have patients remove are sugar dairy and gluten and i guess processed foods that would be the big one you know there's this movement around this whole 30 thing right so that's getting kind of getting rid of all of those sort of things is that you know if if you had a patient who was really really focused on hey what can i do to kind of you know, at least try some of this. Um, is that, you know, something that, that is, that is popular enough that if a optometrist is like, Hey, I think there's a good dietary problem here. Let's do this for a month. Would we, yeah. would we yield some information from that? Yes. I think whole 30 is a really nice place to start for, uh, it's, there's a lot of, um, information out there for it and, and patients that can easily access uh, the recipes and protocol and kind of support and things like that. But again, it's sort of like, um, uh, you know, not a personalized approach, which is fine. Again, for ODs that kind of need somewhere to start, uh, I right. think that's a good place to start, which is why uh, maybe this is a good time to plug that, that program. I came up actually with another, my, my uh, colleague, uh, Celia Futch, she is, I met her in this nutrition program. Her and I were uh, interns in this, where in, in the program where we had to present a lot of 
cases once a month, clinical cases on nutrition and things like that. And a lot of our cases were um, pretty much on dry eye. So then we after the program, we're like, why don't we, or, or after this uh, training, we decided, well, we're doing a lot of this on one-on-one, these nutritional approaches or recommendations with our patients. Why don't we come up with a program that we can share not only with our with our patients and, and those who are seeking this information, but with our colleagues. Again, uh, our colleagues of Tomchus who want to give more more of a targeted dry eye nutrition recommendations. That's where this is. Uh, that's what this program. It's an online ten week program that you can register your patient patients, and they basically go through it. And we have uh, recipes. We have information on you know the the link between nutrition and dry eye on the gut microbiome on inflammation and also on um, we have supplements so specific supplements on healing the gut and reducing inflammation and um, and support that's the biggest thing so what you mentioned about whole 30 um, a lot of times and I used to do this before I started studying nutrition patients would not know where to go it's, it's almost like telling them go use artificial tears right so they even if you tell them, you know, they don't, they may not know what to, where to go, what to get. And what this program would do is, is that you not only have a structure, you, you know, each week you have to do certain things, but you also have accountability. So you're in this cohort, you know, with other dry eye sufferers and they're going through this program with you. So there's a forum so they can share ideas, talk about treatments, talk about, you know, what's working, what's not. And then they have live sessions with me and Dr. Fudge. So we have actual, um, you know, two ODs and nutritionists who are there to answer questions about nutrition and eyes and things like that. So we have, so that's kind of where, how, why this program was uh, developed to give patients something tangible, right? Something that actually can, you can prescribe it or recommend it. And they go through it with the support of others. Uh, but also the doctors on the program. Where do they? Where can people find more information about this? So the website is dryeye-nutrition.com. Yeah, and we'll have uh, information in the show notes on that as well. So you can find that below if you are interested in knowing more. Oh, this is awesome. I mean, I, 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 we went probably 10, 15, 20 minutes longer than maybe we planned, but this was so in, interesting, such great information. Um, thank, thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for inviting me. This is yeah. an honor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and thank you for joining us for this episode of the OI Show. Make sure to like and subscribe. Please share this podcast or other podcasts with people that you know so they can get this great information and become better doctors. We'll see you next time on the OI Show.